Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. I am so excited today because I have someone that I met on Clubhouse. Of course, you guys know I'm obsessed with that app. I'm always on there listening to all the wonderful conversations. There's so much to learn on Clubhouse, I feel. And I met this particular person on Clubhouse in a few rooms we have in common about the Bachelor reality TV in general. And I was so happy to connect with him and have him on the pod. He is a fellow podcaster. He is an author. He writes screenplays. He's the co-director at Radio Dodo, and he is basically the main storyteller there. So I'm so excited to have him on. His name is Gabriel Vega. And welcome to the show. Welcome to Getting Cozy, Gabriel. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I am very pleased we connected and everything. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, I told you I love collaborating with fellow podcasters, and you are a very interesting one. So I can't wait to get to know you better, to get cozy with you. You're in Montreal. And were you born and raised in in Canada? Yeah, I was born in Canada, in Montreal. Um, uh, my, My first language is French. And uh, yeah, I was born up north in Quebec, and I was in Toronto for for my uh, university studies. Now I'm going to move to uh, Syracuse soon to uh, study and uh, do my master's in journalism. I've always dreamed of going to the U.S., and that opens the door for me. I'm interested in studying it and everything. So yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a, a cool thing. That is so exciting. And just to be able to pursue something that you love and get a master's, I mean, that today, you know, I think in um, today's society, having a master's is just so valuable. Like that, you know, such an accomplishment. I was already writing as a kid and uh, like writing little scenes and screenplays and uh, doing shows and everything. I was always uh, an actor, writer. And then in high school, I fell into theater. That's kind of how, because I, I was a big introvert. So, uh, and I was bullied a lot and like my self-confidence was not great. That's kind of how I found the stage. And I was like, oh, this is the place for me to be myself and be other characters also, be other people. So that's how I found my way into the arts. And for that, I, I really wanted to create my own characters and create my own stories. So I began writing again. Like I said, I, I was writing as a child, but I like in, as a teenager, I really began writing and uh, screenplays and everything. And, uh, and then I applied to go to university and I did my first two years in film and media studies. I really wanted to be a screenwriter and a director, but uh, yeah, I just didn't like the program. I just felt like film students in my program uh, were a bit pretentious and uh, a bit, uh, (laughs) I don't know. It was a weird program for me to study uh, because I I didn't feel like my creativity was growing. I didn't feel like people or professors were helping me create. I just felt like it was the technical things and uh, Mm. what camera angle you you use and you don't use. And I was like, oh, this isn't for me. So (laughs) I, I switched to English and I was like, oh, now I'm reading. Now I'm discovering writers and I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is actually what I wanted to study. Um, And yeah, I just uh, did a lot of essays in in that program too. So I was writing all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I, I graduated. I never had time to, to write what I wanted to write. So this was the perfect time to do it. So I, I was just like, let's uh, let's just tell the stories I want to tell and write a, a novel. And I did that. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. Well, I'm glad that you've kind of found your niche where you needed to be and uh, and you were able to kind of do what you wanted to do once you did that and you were able to grow and, and blossom, right, and bloom into that person that you wanted to become. And then what inspired your book? Well, it was always because uh, it's a weird, long, uh, complicated story, uh, but uh, – Basically, the first thing um, you got to know about me is that I was raised without a father. Um, my father wasn't around, so uh, I was raised by women, and I was always a big feminist and uh, like studied it uh, in my English program and everything. And I always wanted to see more women on screen, especially that I was like I, I was a fan of those big movies that like Lethal Weapon and the movie Seven with the uh, directed by David Fincher. Like I, I was interested in those. Uh, buddy cops movies and I, I love them but I was like why are there no women on on screen and I was like yeah is nobody gonna write this mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like well you should write it you should write it even though you're a man and you might get criticized for it I, I don't really care you know I, I just uh, did it and I told the story like I wanted to tell it you know and mm-hmm. uh, take those women seriously in that genre and uh write that novel yeah oh my gosh and what was what is the name of your novel yesterday is not yet gone how long ago did you write that I wrote it I think now it's four years ago okay might be yeah okay. right after university uh, so 2018 I began and then I, I it took six months that summer to write it wow that's uh, fast I feel yeah the first draft was really fast because like it had uh, like been in my brain for like at least two years at that point okay. uh, a year where I did nothing with it and then another year where I just uh, I didn't have time to write anything but I, I wrote a little bit of the outline the first few chapters but not a lot you know and then mm-hmm. when I finally had that free time I was like oh I'm gonna take advantage of it so I just uh, sprinted through it and uh I did it in six months, but after that, it was like a, a year and a half process of just revising and everything. So it seems quick, but uh, after that, it was a, a bit of a struggle and a learning curve to like get those revisions, talk with an editor and everything. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's a big process. I'm self-published. Oh. Yeah. It kind of like I in, in March... Uh, it might be fe- February last year. I finished my novel. Uh, it was finalized. It, were, it was ready to send to agents, and I did that. I sent it to agents and publishing houses and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, they were kind of slow to respond. And some responded quickly, saying, "No, we don't want that." And blah blah blah. I, keep, I, I kept getting no's, and then magically in March, the pandemic happened. I moved back with my mom after university. Books were selling online at the beginning of the pandemic really, like, well, you know, right, it was yeah. a boost in the market. Now, where can people find your book? Is it on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Nobles, too. Okay. Um, yeah, online. They can go to GabrielVega.com. Uh, it's easy uh, to, to get it. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. And now, when did the podcast start? 
September, yeah. The Very Creative Podcast. And uh, I started that uh, uh, because I was, I was writing a second novel at the time, and I was just uh, kind of promoting the Yesterday's Not Yet Gone. So I was, like, overwhelmed by writing and promoting and just... Uh, going to bookstores and libraries to just get them to, to acquire my book, you know, and sell, right, right. sell it. And I was just like, how do other people do this? I need <laughs> to talk lot. to other creators and I need to, and I always wanted to start a podcast or have a radio show like that and interview creative people. So yeah, and I was bored in the pandemic and I just decided to start the Very Creative Podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Right. We all were so bored in the pandemic. And I think so many podcasts were born out of the pandemic, but it was just such a blessing and like the gift of time, you know, that we never had before. So kudos to you to do something, you know, so efficient and, <laughs> you know, something that brings you joy. And have you, do you have guests on your podcast? Do you, do you talk to other creators? That's, um, that's kind of the purpose of it. Yeah. The, the podcast is basically, I have a, a, a new guest every episode. I just had uh, Gabe Baker from Bachelor Listen to Your Heart. That's I coming love up, uh, Gabe. He's amazing. Uh, he was just so generous with his time and so kind. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, next, yeah, next week I have Anna Hopkins, uh, who you might know from Shadow Hunters and Arrow. Uh, yeah, and uh, very generous her too. So uh, I have some great guests coming up. That's wonderful. Who have you um, had on your show that was just really impactful to you? At the beginning of the uh, of the podcast, I had a, a lot of my friends on, but uh, at the beginning of this year, I I started to have people that I didn't know. I just made connections online, and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, discovering people, and I. I had Chloe Caroline on, who's a singer based in L.A., and she has like 80,000 followers on her Instagram. She released her music online, and she just accepted like my invitation. I was like, oh, my God, okay, uh, this, is, this is big. And she was just mm-hmm. amazing. Those people are artists, and they have fantastic music, and they're talented, but when you just connect with someone, it's just, uh, it's just the best Thing in the world and it's one of the reasons i keep doing this podcast because i want to know these people as humans and i also like i'm an artist so i can relate to them and we can discuss things that a regular interviewer that's just interviewing you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. uh, it's not capable to do because yeah i've been in the arts forever and i know how it works so yeah they connect with me in on another level and then i add after that bryce drew who is amazing also another singer and uh, she was just the best. It's one of my favorite episodes. That episode was just the kindest human being ever. And uh, yeah, so yeah, oh, I love Those that. Are my two. I completely identify with the connecting with people. I mean, it's there's nothing like it, you know, especially in the pandemic when you can't really connect with people in person. Being able to, you know, talk to someone and hear their story, and then in turn share their story as a podcaster, is such a gift. And it's been just one of my life passions now you know I can never I can't imagine a time where I won't be wanting to do this and you probably feel the same you know I'm sure that you feel like you're going to write your whole life and you'll you know connect with people and share their stories too and it's just it's a wonderful wonderful thing so 
Yeah, it's a lot of work, though. It's, uh, it's a lot of well, work. Especially when you, <laughs> like, people, some people, like, you, you know, the, the Bachelor people that have a podcast, they have a team. And uh-huh. <laughs> I don't, you know? I edit everything, and it's a video podcast, too. So that's a struggle. And I promote everything. I do all my social media. So it's like I'm always busy with that. Yeah. So it, I've been taking breaks. Uh, like, yeah, at the beginning, I just did a, a lot of episodes, and then I, I, I found my myself like just in need of a break so I mm-hmm. am taking several breaks quite a, a break before I, I, I start university because it, it's a lot on me. So how did you get involved with Radio Dodo? Radio Dodo uh, just to explain to people is an international uh, radio organization sponsored by the Canadian UNESCO and we read bedtime stories for children basically the organization started we read bedtime stories for children that are living in countries at war uh or that are suffering from any uh last year i I know that our season was dedicated to children that are in hospitals Mm -hmm. um and we read bedtime stories for them Uh, yeah it's a, a radio station uh organization and we're on the air in turkey in mali in syria in cameroon also here in Montreal, and it's been a wonderful thing. And my godmother started it. Uh, her name is Brigitte Alpin, and uh, she, after university, I was kind of didn't have a job. I didn't have uh, because I was writing, and I was taking that time to write my book. And I came back here, and I and she just magically called me one day, and she was like, "Do you do you want to read stories for children?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like fun." And I was an mm-hmm. actor, and I. I was like, oh, this is going to provide me the opportunity to use my acting skills and to grow my acting skills and to do voice work. I always wanted to do voice work. So that's how I got involved with it. And then after that, as soon as she heard my first story that I read for Radio Dodo on the air, she was just like, well, you need to keep doing this. Yeah, I really love this. And then Mm. just got into also writing scripts for for Radio Dodo and just doing the background behind the scene work, you know, and began booking artists and dealing with publicists and dealing with, uh, yeah, just all of the that side of the business. And I like became really, really good at dealing with people's agents and getting big names involved and using that and writing emails and so they made me a co-director i was just like okay that's that's awesome uh and i like i now i i'm responsible with my co-director to schedule episodes to just do all the things before an episode airs and uh, uh yeah so that's been really fun wow that's incredible and your you said your godmother yeah, my, my godmother, yeah. Your godmother started it. How wonderful to bring you into the fold and, and you know, let you experience that and, and be part of that. That is really beautiful. I just love the idea of it. Uh, you know, I have two small children, and I think that uh, I'm actually a sleep coach. So I love the idea of, you know, a bedtime routine and having the bedtime stories, you know, it's, so it's an integral part of the routine. And to be able to offer that to children that are, out there, you know, and and may not even have parents, right? I mean, just to have that comfort come to them. It's just so beautiful. I love that whole idea. That's wonderful. I heard or you had shared this morning that you have a very big guest coming on this. Talk about that. And how did that happen? 
Uh, yeah, uh, Tasha Adams. She was just a bachelorette. She sent us a recording, and, and we were so pleased. Like we have a video of her just uh, reading the book for for kids, oh. and we're going to share that on social media. She was in the middle of shooting in production and oh <laughs> doing the, the Bachelorette Katie season, and she just uh, she just did that. The way I got her though was I don't know if you saw that story on Instagram that she did, but. Uh, one day she she just shared a, a, a video of her uh she was almost tearing up she was like well i'm so happy you guys and i'm so emotional because i just read a, a bedtime story for kids that are in a hospital and i was like oh my god <laughs> we need to get her uh she was yes. also saying in that story she was also saying Oh, kids, I love kids. Kids are, yeah. are the best. Uh, yeah, I'm so dedicated to them and love them so much. And I I was like, oh, I could really get her. So I immediately got the email of her publicist and I just emailed them. And I was just like, uh, I just saw Tasha's story. Can she please read a story for us? And uh, immediately, like, it, it took like 30 minutes maybe. Oh, they wow. got back to us and they were like, yeah we'll ask her to if she wants to but of course she'd be interested because she loves kids Aww. i was like great so we just sent her a few choices uh, of stories and we didn't ask her to make a video for us it was just like it's on the radio it's a, an audio thing <laughs> so, like we didn't ask her to do that so she was like i can do a, a video for you guys actually doing reading the book we were like yes 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 yeah do that. that's amazing oh my gosh i remember seeing that story and feeling emotional about it too because you know, I love children. I, I You can understand, you know, when a woman loves children and doesn't have any yet, it's this very, like, beautiful, powerful thing, you know. So I hope that she's blessed with many, many children, she and um, Zach. I know they want a big family. But that's so wonderful and good on you for, uh, you know, jumping on that. Um, she clearly was, you know, basically asking you to, to ask her <laughs> through, this, through the story, right? So, so weird how things work, right? I oh. love that. I love that. What a beautiful, yeah, I love that message. Um, and I can't wait to see that video that she made. I will... 100% share it. I'll put it in a reel. We'll get it out there. You know, um, we'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely help you, you promote it. Of That's course. That's really great. Of Thank course. You. Yeah, definitely. So have you had other celebrities read stories in the past? Like who have you had come on and do that? When I joined Radio Dodo, it was mostly uh, Montreal celebrities, uh, Quebec celebrities. And I was the only one that really was great in English, spoke English well. And was great at writing in English. So we could get the bigger celebrities. It's a really great idea and it's a really great project. And I think they, they would be interested in that. And it kind of worked for a few celebrities. It really began with the pandemic. We kind of told ourselves at the beginning of the, the pandemic that it was kind of the, the time to do it because everybody was at home and everybody was uh, doing nothing mm -hmm. and all the celebrities were at home. So we were just like, oh, um, do you guys want to tell stories for kids uh, to provide an escape? Because it's a really tough time for kids. That began to work and we got uh, so, some pretty great uh, celebrities. The one that made the most impact was Anna Hopkins. She said yes, and she was just like, I just want to keep reading stories for you guys. Uh, 
it wasn't an agent reaching out to us. It was just her through her personal email and she just gave us everything. Uh, she was just so wonderful. And now she's on our board of directors. Since her, it's been kind of growing really fast because yeah, uh, she, she also brought Jan Arden on, who's a very famous singer in Canada. And that kind of grew from having those two people on. I love the cause. I, you know, I'll, I'll help in any way that I can. I absolutely love helping people achieve their dreams and goals and, and all of that. But I'm, I'm really in awe, Gabriel. Like you've done an amazing thing. Really, you should feel very proud. Thank you. It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a legacy. You're, you're leaving a legacy which is, yeah. you know, what we all want to do. So I, I applaud you for that. So before we wrap up, I would love to hear your casting story. Well, so you're a, a big fan of The Bachelor, as am I. And, you yeah. know, we're in the rooms together and everything. And, and it, it's just exciting to get to know these people and who they are off the show, right? So, but you have a casting story that you uh, alluded to. So can we please hear that? Yeah, uh, people can hear it on my, my Gabe Baker podcast because I shared it with Gabe too. Oh, okay. Uh, and you can, see, you can see his reaction to that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, basically, like I, I was never like a, a fan of The Bachelor until my last year of university and my my best friend was watching I think Nick's season at the time Nick Vile yeah. and uh, she was like you need to watch the show for Corinne and see how horrible she is because <laughs> she was portrayed that way at the beginning of the season yeah. uh, as the villain and uh, so I was like fine I'll watch this show and I, <laughs> so I did that and I just uh, as soon as I watched the I think it was the episode where, with the haunted house. Oh, yes. Uh, really bad episode, but I was very addicted to it uh, very quickly. And I just watched the season back and everything. And then I just fell in love with The Bachelor. So anyway, I didn't have uh, anybody that I was dating. I, I was just uh, on vacation with my parents on, on Christmas break. And I was just like, I, I found some Bachelor producers on, uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just messaged them all. And I was just like, please help me find love in 2020. Um, I, I might have said something else, something cheesy. And uh, then... A few days went by, I, I get a, a message from her and she was just like, can you send us some pictures? I gave them a little uh, a short biography of me and everything. Didn't hear back for, for like a week. And then she, she sent back a reply, someone will call you. And then someone did call me, a producer. Oh. And uh, yeah, I had a conversation with her. It, was, it lasted like... 20 minutes on the phone and she was just asking me questions after questions and mm -hmm. uh, just to see if I would start drama in the house if I <laughs> what kind of person I would be and I was just very honest and I was just uh, I don't think I was dramatic enough for her but she loved me in terms of what I was looking for I was looking for a serious relationship and right. I was ready to do all that and I don't know if I, I would have been ready to get engaged but uh, it would have been a fun experience and it would have certainly helped my career as well um, I won't lie with that but uh, <laughs> so would this yeah. have been a player and Tasha season then 
Yeah, it ended up being Clara's season. Oh, yeah. wow. Interesting. Looking back now, do you think that you would have done well? I would have gone for Tasha's season. Okay, that's okay, yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Either way, I'm going to reach out to you uh, if it goes your way, if it doesn't. And uh, yeah, never heard back. So I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, she should have at least reached back to you and said, you know, we were already casting or whatever. So she literally asked you, would you start drama in the house? Well, she asked it in a way that, looking back, that, that's what she meant, but I, I think, and but she asked how I was uh, as a social person, like in a social setting, and that was the question, I think. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, production is a, <laughs> is a very interesting uh, concept in general, I feel. I'm pretty fascinated by that. Wow. You know, you just, you DM'd them and good for you. My God, you are just a go-getter. I really appreciate that. I appreciate anyone who's a risk taker, a go-getter, goes after what they want. I mean, you're going to be, you are already very successful. You're going to be even more successful, Gabriel. I have no doubt about that. You have my support 100%, of course. And I'm so glad I had you on here. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Remind us the name of your book, where they can find it. Just promote yourself. Just do it. Well, thank you. Uh, So they can find my book, uh, Yesterday's Not Yet Gone. They can just go to gabrielvega.com and find it. You can also find my podcast, uh, The Very Creative Podcast, on YouTube, or just go to gabrielvega.com slash podcast. I'm also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the other platforms. Find me on Instagram at vegagabe. That's how you can find me. I have some great people coming on my podcast, writing another book after I'm done my podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoy getting to know you. I feel like I know you very well now, which is the purpose of this podcast. So I appreciate you (laughs) opening up. And I love that you had a little, you know, bachelor story to share. That was this little cherry on the top. So thank you for that. And hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate each and every one of you. Please remember to stay safe and always stay cozy. Till next time. Bye. Bye.